This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And then I remember getting back in the car, and it must have been by midnight now, or after midnight, calling Mike O'Leary and, and, saying, and saying to Mike, look, I'm delighted i think i've got him i know exactly who who is the right person but can we get him is it <laughs> it's the next question Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing the town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and joining me is TWDD's Phil Ham for a collaboration special interview with town CEO Mark Ashton. Um, straight off the back of a fans forum last night, Mark, um, how's the vocal cords? Everything good? I was, ju- I was just looking my word. I've got some wrinkles. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting older by the day being here, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it was all good. It was all good. It was nice last night. And Phil, great to see you again as well. All good with you? Still battling through? All fine. All fine. Yes. All yeah. good. Looking forward to what we're going to hear today. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we'll jump straight in, Mark, because um, I mean, it's been a busy time for you. You were talking about it last night and, and for your team. One thing that we didn't, well, folk didn't really ask you last night, and I can kind of understand with... Kira McKenna to your to your um, right hand side was how you found the season so far on the field. Um, obviously, a kind of season a bit of two halves, some great moments. Obviously, early on, but the form under your new, your new manager has been pretty exceptional, hasn't it? It, it has. I, th- I think you know. I think Kieran settled in really well. I, I said last night at the fans forum. I forget. I forget. He's only been here what around fourteen weeks. Uh, it feels a lot longer than that. Um, I think he's transitioned into management seamlessly um but you know he'd had a really good if you like upbringing and and preparation at, at tottenham and manchester united um and that, that that transition again has been really seamless and he's he's, he's a pleasure to work with yep and we'll talk more about your team in a bit but great to hear from andy rolls last night probably one of the unsung heroes of your backroom team of your so kind of your wider team did he enjoy himself because it got you suggested it wasn't the kind of stuff that he likes to do no we like we like we like to take him outside of his comfort zone now and again um so so yeah we had a 
a little bit of fun with him and we were teasing him a little bit. But no, he he, he was he was really good. Um and I'm 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 glad. I think what as we do more fans forums and we expand our communication to supporters. I think it's important that, that the fans hear from other staff members, not just me. Um, you know, we've got some real professionals in their areas and I think it'd be great for fans to hear from them. So, you know, we'll do more of that moving forward. Yeah, and I just, I mean, finally on the on the fans forum, what a great thing to have, by the way, as well. You know, that level of transparency and openness and communication is something we're not being massively useful. We've obviously had AGMs and the like, but you know, for, for season tick holders, for fans to, to turn up and to be able to ask their questions is is fantastic. So long may those continue. Um, I'll hand over to Phil. Um, yeah, you, you spoke a bit last night about uh, it's your second summer of recruitment coming up and that you don't, it's not going to be 19 players that come in <laughs> um, <laughs> this time. Um, do you have at this moment, um, sort of have two lists because obviously we would hope that we're going to be in the championship, but we could equally be in League One and presumably you will recruit slightly differently for the two scenarios. I can understand why you would say that, but I don't think there is much difference. Kieran Kieran's um, spent a lot of time with us, as has Martin Pert and, and Rennie Gil Martin and, and Charlie Turnbull, talking about, if you like, the, the physical attributes and the technical attributes of the players that um, he, he would like to, to see join this football club. And I think one of the things that they've said is that, that they want to be consistent in their approach. So they want to recruit players into the football club that can go on the journey with them, that they can develop and take right the way through. Um, and look, it's difficult. You can't do that with every single player that you, you bring in. But their philosophy is very sensible, um, very well presented. And, and for us, is, is a delight because when you've got a, a recruitment team, the recruitment team need absolute clarity on what they are trying to recruit. And I talked about it la- la- last night. Um, uh, other people have said it. Uh, alignment is absolutely key. So alignment from the ownership to, to Mike O'Leary, to me and Kieran, right at the top of, of the tree is absolutely vital. But that alignment throughout the organisation to the players and the recruitment team, again, is, is, is vital. And I think one, one of the things you're seeing with Kieran is his communication doesn't alter whether we win, lose or draw. He's very consistent in his approach. And that consistency makes our job to support him that much easier. Mm. And obviously you've got players within already within the club that you'll be kind of looking to to tie up on new deals this summer. Um, Sam Morsey said that he expected uh, Caden Jackson to sign a, a new deal. Is, is, is that something you can tell us something about? Sam must be the new head of recruitment. <laughs> um, well, he is. It's different. Uh, yeah, he is. Sam, but yeah, good point. <laughs> Um, and look, it, it's, it, I think Kieran has made it clear. Caden's um, someone he would he, he foresees being here. Um, so we'll step through that process. Um, and, and as ever, that takes a little bit of time. Um, and, and if all those stars line up, then, then he'll be here. Um, but yeah, I think it's unfortunate that he, that he, that he got the injury that, that he did um, when he did. Um, but, you know, we're... We'll step through that. I don't, it's difficult for me to talk about individuals specifically because it's, it's unfair to them. Um, but again, I go back to Kieran's really clear about what he wants and we'll, we'll do our very best to support him. Has talk started with, uh, with out-of-contract players, in more speaking more generally? 
No, not not generally. I think here, you know, we've got six games left, um, and Kieran wants to keep things very focused on those six games, um, and that's what we'll do. And then we'll 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 pick those discussions up um, as and when we get to the point where we know where we're going to be. And what about SCMP? Because I think that limits you, doesn't it, in terms of of, of what you can um, pay out in wages to players? And I presume that you are fairly near the top of um, what you are able to pay in wages this season is that does that hamper you in terms of recruitment this summer in that players may have to go in order to bring players in no, no? I could spend an hour explaining the intricacies of SCMP to you it's not a problem to us it's not a problem. So it, it, owner cash injections is a way around that is that something that you you uh, that, that's been utilized there's a number of methods that have been used. Um, let, you know, someone said to me at an early fans forum, you know, we don't want to get a points deduction, etc. There's a fundamental difference between SCMP in League One and League Two and PNS, which is in, in in the Championship. And you've got to be very careful that you 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 are planning for PNS when you're at the top uh, of League One because you're going to move between the two the two divisions. Um, we wouldn't be able to sign players if there was. Uh, an SCMP breach. Um, we ha- we that that dialogue is ongoing with the EFL, um, and th- th- no, there's no issues. We know what our headroom is. We know the mechanisms that we would need to put money into the football club to make sure we have the headroom. Um, and again, if you look at what what people tend to forget is go and look at the money we bought in this summer for the players that we traded out. People forget. Um, so we're we're in a we're in a good place. We know what the financial plans are for next season, um, and you know we're stepping through that recruitment process for next season. He's well underway now. We, we you know it doesn't suddenly start at the end of the season. We, we've been on that for a while, um, and we'll move forward swiftly. Richard, talk to us about your your team then we mentioned some names including an extension i guess to maybe kieran kieran's team um but some real unsung heroes i guess you'd say and we talked about andy rolls there are others there as well How have they found it coming one year into the job you've talked a lot about the scale of the the task that you found ahead of you when you joined us how have they found it i think i I think when you look at the football department, I'll give you that as an example. I, I genuinely believe you've got now a world-class coach in Kieran McKenna. I've worked with Martin Pert before. He's got numerous promotions under his belt. Again, he's come from the biggest club in the world. Rennie Gilmartin is absolutely first class. He's worked on an international basis. Um, you know, he's... We would not have signed Christian Walton without Rennie Gilmartin, let's be really clear. Rennie was first class and their relationship is, is absolutely rock solid. And I think you've seen Christian, by the way, just getting better and better and better. Um, Charlie Turnbull's keen that very, very bright individual who, who's, who's come into the group. Um, so, you know, you can see, I, I think, their, their work ethic, their, their approach, their communication the way they want to technically play the game, start to, to come to fruition. You can clearly see how Kieran plays now. Um, um, I've I got to tell you, we, we, we have a laugh. Kieran has really good humour, by the way. Um, so I talked to him in recruitment meetings. So, so Kieran, so do you want us to recruit to uh, a five, to a, to a three, to a four, four, two? What do you want us to recruit to? And he says, well, we're really a four and a half, Mark. That's what we really are with the way Wes plays. 
also, you can't tell our recruitment team to go and recruit to a four and a half. That's never going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're real specialists. That they know the key is they know what good looks like. They know what world class looks like. And trust me, the standards they're setting are world class. They're they they're talking to me and the owners consistently about investing in infrastructure. That's both te- technology, technology, buildings, pitches, etc. Uh, infrastructure here at uh, the stadium and at the training ground. And that's key because they're developers. They want to develop players. That's what they do. Um, Andy Rolls, go and look at his medals that he's won, the years he spent with Allardyce and Wenger. Um, He's worked with me for a number of years. I trust him implicitly. He and Kieran speak the same language. Gary Probert's now come in. Go and look at the players that Gary Probert has developed over the last five years. You know, you look at Bristol City. Bobby Reed, Joe Bryan, Lloyd Kelly, Wes Burns. The list goes on and on and on. He knows how to put that pathway in place and knows how to deliver it. You know, there's a real synchronization between Kieran and all of those stuff. And I just think that that, excuse the pun, that's a game change, game changer to us. And again, we're only 14 weeks into that group working together. So in my my my, my belief is I don't get in their way. I put the people in place, I make sure the systems and the processes and the finance is in place and I set the strategic vision with Mike O'Leary and Kieran McKenna and then I let them get on with it. That's my job. My job is to protect them and give them the oxygen to be the very best they can be. And I think you're starting to see um, the rewards for that. Definitely. I mean, there was there was talk of the um, the COVID protocols as an example of the fans forum last night. Totally unsung there. You know, we, we I think there was an outbreak certainly last year, possibly before the team was in there. Um, but over Christmas, and you know, we we're talking about the benefit of training over Christmas that gave. Is there any in terms of the COVID protections at the training ground? We'll talk more about that. Phil, talk about that in a second. Um, our subscribers, our listeners are keen to see the under-23s, keen to see training. Is that anything that's going to be uh, opened up at some point in the future? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the training ground, we, we're still under COVID protocols. You know, the, the academy boys and the 23s are coming in at different times to the first team. It's a real challenge. It's really difficult. If you look at our COVID record, it's incredible. Matt Bayard and the medical team have done one hell of a job. And it is really difficult. It's not easy. The travel on two coaches plus a separate minibus to take the kit, single occupancy rooms, the separation at the hotels. This has been, it's been really tough for all clubs, let's be clear. But I think Matt Bayard, Andy Rolls and the whole of that medical team need a big thank you because they protected both players and staff. And we're not through it yet. Um, You know, I think... Andy said last night, you know, Kieran would prefer to go overseas for a pre-season tour. That would be great. But with what's going on in Ukraine um, and COVID still rife, we've made the decision that we will stay in, in, in Great Britain this year and we'll announce that as soon as we can. But we've still got to take care of our, stays, our players and staff. Yeah. Uh, one final thing from me. Um Sam Williams, um, you, you couldn't mention it last night. 24 hours is a long time in football, isn't it? Um, talk us about how he fits in, certainly with the likes of, of Charlie um, and Turnbull and his role and, and Gary as well. Again, a very, very bright um, individual with a very high level of, of, of IQ. Um, it's a role that we've been looking to fill since I joined the football club. Um, these people are very hard, hard to find. The real good ones are hard to find. 
Um, and we've interviewed four, six, seven, eight, probably more people in, in regards to this role. And Martin Pert uh, has got right in the middle of this and been really supportive um, because, again, having worked with Martin historically, he knows what we're looking for. He knows the type of individual that we're looking for. Um, and Sam was someone who was recommended to us. Um, both uh, Kieran and Martin knew, knew of him at Manchester United. They didn't work with him on a daily basis. But we've got really good relationships with the like of Mick Court at, at, at United, who Martin and I have, have, and Rolsey have worked with historically, who, who vouched for him. Um, and we interviewed him a number of times. Uh, and again, to persuade him to leave potentially the biggest club in the planet again and, and come to us and be part of this, this, this journey, I think is a, re, a real coup. So he'll be joining in the next couple of weeks. Great stuff. And sort of further on scouting, um, what's the balance between sort of software scouting and real world scouting? Because obviously the software side of it is very big and very important these days. And the other thing I was going to ask on this subject is Brexit. It has a huge impact on how you're able to recruit from, from Europe, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the, the data analysis is, it's a fine line, Phil. Um, for me, it's always a balance. There's a balance between the objective and the subjective. Some of the things that the data shows now are, are, are incredible. Um, and the modern coach, the modern manager, the modern recruitment team have got to understand data. I think you're moving away now from a coach, uh, sorry, scouts that can either do one or the other. The majority of, of upcoming new breed scouts, if you like, do both and they understand both. Um, and it's, it's a check and balance on, on, on both sides. Um, but you know, I've said this time and time again, my method of operation hasn't changed and won't change. Any player that comes into the first team environment is signed off by the manager. You can't put a player in there that that's not, the manager's not happy with. It just doesn't work like that. But we never have that. We never get to that point because the manager is involved in the process from the start. So if there's a reason why the, the manager isn't keen on a player that, that's on a list or, or part of the process, he comes out much earlier than when you get to like the DLN side of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you really have got this balance between objective and subjective. We use data a lot, but we use traditional, you know, eyes on the players just as much. Um, I think one of the thing that, things that COVID has, has done is um, pushed video scouting a lot more because people couldn't get to games. They're, they're watching the games, but doing the same analysis um, on screen. Um, we're doing more of that now, but we've still got just as many people going out to watch games. I mean, Martin Pert, he's, he, every time there's a game, he's out at that game. Charlie's out at games. Gary Probert's out at games. They're, they're all out, but they're watching the players that they've done work on. Um, so there's a real process behind it. So if you go to, and if you take that then to, to Brexit, We've done a hell of a lot of work on this with with, a, with our legal teams as well. So we understand the Brexit rules and we're clear on what we can recruit and where it are more effective territories to be in. Uh, again, I go back to Martin Pert. Martin has a lot of relationships overseas and we're, we're, we're using those. So do I, so do Luke Ware and so does, so does Gary Probert. So again, we use our, our relationships in those key territories but it's much easier when Kieran's very specific on what he wants because we can match them up through the data. We can match them up through the scouting, match them up through trusted sources. 
So we'll be looking far and wide. That, that, that That's for sure. There you go. We'll give Mark the courtesy of being the main man on the screen. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that, Mark. We did that, that was... for Simon Milton and we forgot to do it for you. So halfway through, there you go. Um, Sorry, Phil. You spoke a lot about stadium plans. Um, Playford Road. Uh, if you're changing all the pitches, at, if you're changing the pitch at Portman Road, presumably you have to change the pitch, pitches at Playford Road so that the players are training on the same surfaces. Um and the building at Playford Road, I think, was built as the academy building. And gradually the first team has taken over. And then there's been auxiliary uh, porter cabins. I think there's probably more porter cabins there now than when I was last there before COVID. Um, so what plans have you got for building at the training ground? Um, listen, you're, you're right. You know, anyone who's seen Kieran train, it's it's incredible. Um, he, he works on three full pitches every single day. The drones are up, the technology's out. He wants more technology in next season. Um, and the standard and the size of the pitches um, are key. He, he's given the ground staff a real headache this season since he's come in. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're going to probably rejig some of the training ground in the summer. And that'll start with some of the pitches. Um, so three of the pitches will be upgraded. Um, they'll probably be the best they've ever been at, at Playford Road. We'll invest in irrigation, um, you know, the ability to water and feed the pitches in a more modern way rather than dragging old-fashioned hose pipes onto pitches, etc. Um, so we're going to our, – our attempt will be to give Kieran like three really good pitches um, for pre-season. Um, and we're already talking through potential plans to add buildings, change buildings, because, Phil, you're absolutely right that – and, and in fairness, it's not just Kieran. It's you know whether it was Paul Cook or managers previous to Paul Cook that I've spoken to have all said the same thing. Mark, training ground just doesn't work. There's just too many people on site. There's no flow. Um, there's no planning to it um, because we've got the men's academy development, women's. It's 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 not been designed for that so that that's not a long term project. That's a short to medium where the pitches. The pitches are. We're getting ready to get the work underway almost now, now, now. Um, so yeah, Phil, you'll, you'll you'll see some some changes up there. But that's what this, this is where Kieran's really good. Listen, he fully understands. He's not at Manchester United right now. He's not at Tottenham that have absolute world class facilities. We've got to make the best of what we've got. But actually, we've got to make we've got an opportunity to make some substantial uh, investments and some substantial changes. Um, and he's very clear. And it's not ridiculous things that he's asking for, by the way. Um, he just wants elite, high-performance facilities. And we've got to work towards that pretty quickly. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. And the Academy, I think we've spoken about this before, it's not in the right place, is it? Um, for uh, To make the most of our um, catchment area. Uh, have there been thoughts about moving the Academy perhaps somewhere towards Colchester rather than the other rather than the side of town that it is at the moment because it's it's an awkward place to get to isn't it for for academy kids coming in in the week and uh, uh, and, and obviously <laughs> a lot of our catchment area is the North Sea rather than um, larger parts of Essex. <laughs> no you know, look you're spot on and yet look I it's funny enough I, I had a phone call with Ed Schwartz this morning and Ed still reminded me that I was only nine months into this um, but you, you're absolutely right and I think it's, it's that balance, Phil, between um, a, academy and community at the younger ages where it's recruitment. Um, so, uh, you know, I've talked time and time again about I've built, we've now built a robust board of trustees for community. And one of those things that we will, we will be looking at are community facilities and where our community trust is based. Because a lot of the time, the entry level for academy is via community. So there's a balance there between, if you like, where the top end of the academy goes. And I think the top end of the academy is always is going to need to be in the vicinity of the first team because that link's got to be got to be really clean and defined. But the, the younger age groups, again, I think whilst it's not imminent, I think your thought processes of the location, whether that's community academy or a mix of the two and where that is, is uh, placed, and where that sits location-wise is a really good debate. It's something we've spoken about several times, um, and I can see that being something that we're going to discuss internally more. So it's a point that you, you make really well. And the, the community trust, there was a plan just before you came in, I think, um, or before the takeover, of a, a community hub at Portman Road, um, buildings, that is, and, and I think the field turf was involved in that because that's about 25 years old now, and not really up to muster i don't think um what plans have you is, is that plan still one that you're kind of looking at no that, that 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 plan's totally shelved um and you know i had a really good meeting with um uh, the borough and the county council yesterday on on, on wide-ranging things and we want to work in partnership with key stakeholders um i think we need to look at all of the land around the stadium um, and how that works for all of its stakeholders. We've just acquired a substantial piece uh, behind the stand. We needed to do that. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If we didn't do that, we'd never be able to acquire it. Um, and whilst we haven't got definite plans for it now, we, we will look at that with the owners. We will look at that with the local authority and the key stakeholders, again, to try and work in partnership to make sure 
that we have a Portman Road that's fit for purpose moving forward. I think the community trust will have a big role to play in that, by the way. But we, what we're going to do is we want to start again with the plans and look at what, what, we, what we think will, will future-proof us. And, and very sort of quickly, really, on, on Marcus owning Marcus Evans owning part of the training ground, which I think is the Bent Lane side just to the left of the gate. Is that right? Um, there is a very small piece of that land that we didn't acquire, a very small piece that belongs with, with Marcus, doesn't hinder us in any way, shape or form. Um, it's, it's just not an issue to us. And it was part of the, the, the ingoing negotiations before I arrived, but it does not cause us the slightest bit of a problem. Are you aware of what plans he might have for that land? No, it's a very, very small plot. So I, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Um, and, and in terms of his ownership, um, Michael O'Leary, one of the, um, it might be the, the AGM, um, was saying that, that Marcus's percentage in the club has reduced down to sort of about 3% at the time. And he said it, it varied. Why, why does it vary? Because I think it was 5% at the time of the deal being done. Um, yeah. Is it because of further injections of cash that's reduced his, uh, his stake? Look, let, let's be really clear. We're investing serious money into the football club. The football club was a loss-making entity when we bought it. It's still a loss-making entity. We'll lose more money this season because we put more money in. Uh, and what we have throughout the season are planned what we call cash calls. And the cash calls, the owners are aware of what the cash requirement is for the next year or the next two years. When they put the money in, um, you if you don't put your money in, your percentage is diluted, um, which is commonplace in, in, in UK business and world, world, world business. Um, so it flexes on, on who... When we put the cash call together, who contributes to that cash call will, will slightly vary their their percentages. And if you don't follow your you cash, you don't make the cash calls, you get diluted. Mm. And Marcus is doing nothing other than he's just a silent partner, so he has no role in that at all. No, no, M M Marcus has no 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 role in the football club. Um, um, not not at all. I haven't had any communication with him since we since we started. I think Mike probably has. Mike, Mike stays in touch with him. Um, my focus is on running the business. And the academy is obviously seen as a, a important by the fan base. Um, obviously, we had Kieran Dyer's sort of comments the other day when he departed about maybe not seeing a pathway for players. And um, Liam Gibbs last year, I think fans perhaps felt that uh, a bit disappointed to see a player who was perhaps the star of the under-18s that year being allowed to move on. And we've got the current situation with Tyrese. Um it's it's seen as a an important thing you're not it's not just something that's kind of sideline as it were no you can't be serious asking me that question look at my look at my background look at kieran's background look at gary probert's background that's what we do um whether it, whether it's uh, any of the clubs i've worked at we are we have been the, some of the biggest developers of players that this country's ever seen i wouldn't have brought gary probert in if we weren't going to do that I think, again, I don't want to talk about individual players, um, but seeing some of them leave, trust me, has been more more frustrating to me than it has to you guys. Um, but there were circumstances that I inherited um, that made it almost impossible to keep those players at, the, at that moment in time. And I made, you know, I made it very clear at the fans forum last night, this football club will not be run by agents. Um, and particularly with our young players. It just will not happen. Um, and sometimes you have to show strength 
And if I don't show strength, this football club will be trampled on and you will see more of our young players leave, leave and leave again. Um, it's the world we live in, unfortunately. And I'd ask the fans, if they trust me on anything, to trust me on that. I will fight tooth and nail for this football club to protect our young players. If and when those football players players are good enough and play for the first team is Kieran McKenna's call, not my call. Um, but no, we, we, the last thing I want is young players leaving this football club. Rich. Just a very, just a quick addendum to that kind of question. Kieran was pretty clear that he wants to reduce the squad size, didn't he? In, in January. Yeah. Is, is it there any coincidence uh, mitigating circumstances, obviously with George Edmondson's injury, that Elkham Baggett is now on the bench and Luke Wolfen is a starter? Is that part of Kieran's thinking as well, as to improve that pathway by removing some of the barriers? For, for, for sure, he doesn't. Um, we, we, I mean, uh, without speaking out of term, we we had an opportunity to sign two or three really good loan players in January and, and a couple of permanents. Kieran was really clear: I'm not blocking pathway. Luke Wolfenden will play. I'm going to rebuild Luke. I like what I see. I'm not bringing in someone who's going to block him. No, he's going to... And that's his theory throughout the squad. If he, if he brings players in, they've got to be exactly what he wants, both physically, mentally and tactically. Um, and I think you know Luke, Luke Wolfenden's a, 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 prime, a prime example of someone who Kieran has come in and done what Kieran McKenna, Martin Pert, Rennie Gilmartin and Charlie Turnbull do. And he's thriving. And I, and I just think our young players will, over the next two or three, this is going to be an incredible place for young players, I'm telling you. Um, already, the, it's really interesting because I'm the one who gets the calls from the agents with, with Luke Warren. You'd be amazed how many agents are now calling us and want to put their young players here because they see Kieran as the per perfect, almost incubator, if you like, to develop their talent. And that's great to hear. I mean, and one more question about the past before we talk about the future. In terms of the decision to um, to bring Kieran in, obviously a, a difficult one, one that you probably were hoping not to have to do so soon. Um, was that a combination of on-field stuff, but also having that right structure? Was that part of the thinking too? I, I think, look, I've got nothing negative or bad to say about Paul Cook. Paul was really committed. He worked really hard. Um, and... It just felt when we debated this with the board and about the direction that the club wanted to go for the medium to long term, aided to the run of results that we, we'd had, it was the time to change and go in a different direction. Um, when we looked, we, we, we then looked for who and what we, we needed. And again, you've got to remember I'm nine months in, in, into this here and part of this has been an education process for me. So I made sure... Once we'd, we'd made the decision to change, Paul, that I spent time with what I call Ipswich people. You know, I spent time with the likes of Matty Holland, Simon Milton, etc., all who were absolutely fantastic in just educating me on the football club, the history of the football club, way people should con conduct themselves at this football club, what this football club meant. Uh, and that helped. Um, and we ran a process... Um, I know this sounds this sounds crazy, but we ran a process with 450 previous, current, and potential future managers on. We ran a whole data process, and out of, on the back of that, I interviewed seven or eight people, and then we, we we talked to the guys in the US. And I think it was Ed Schwartz who said to me, "Mark, you just don't look happy. You don't 
looking, this, something's not sitting right with you. And I just said, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. And where Ed was brilliant, Ed said to me, look, what I want you to do, step back, go and look at what you've done historically well in your career and what's worked for you. And when I did that, my nervousness was, I'll be honest with you, that was could a young manager, first time out the blocks, handle 29,000 fans against Sunderland? Handle a club with the history and the tradition of Ramsey, Robson, Premier This is sometimes that's easier to do at a smaller club to cut your teeth. This is a big, big club with a big weight of tradition, history, uh, and expectation. And when I looked, if you like, at, at, at that list, and that was a very, very short list of people that I'd been, I'd been tracking that group for probably two or three years. And Kieran was someone um, that I'd really kept a close eye on. And again, with my links to Martin Purr, I'd always been asking, meeting Martin, asking questions about him. So when I met Kieran, I knew within 30 seconds. And honestly, well, within did he approach or did he approach you? Or, or, which way around was it? No, we approached him. Carry on. Um, within, within 30 seconds, I, I knew. Um, it was very, very late on one Sunday evening when we met. Uh, and within 30 seconds, I, yeah, I, I've, had the, I had, I've had that feeling probably once or twice in my career when you just know. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I think it's been well documented. Um, Ed Woodward and Manchester United were really first class in their approach. Didn't want to lose him, but also didn't want to stand in his way. And I think this is probably only, this is probably one of the few football clubs that they would have supported him coming to because... You know, Kieran had to explain to to, to Raniak what what Ipswich is and why Ipswich. This isn't a normal sized football club. This is a real opportunity. Um, and then I remember getting back in the car, and it must have been by midnight now or after midnight, calling Mike O'Leary and and saying and saying to Mike, "Look, I'm delighted. I think I've got him. I know exactly who who is the right person. But can we get him?" Is it? <laughs> It's the next question, and the rest and the rest is is history. So I go back to what I said right at the beginning. He's been an absolute delight to work with. Um, I love his professionalism. Um, his communication is outstanding. Um, like all of us, we have, we all have areas to develop and learning. Um, but so far, so good. Yeah, um, and all part of this building optimism and and hope i think that was kieran's words certainly for this season but thinking about next it's the season for season tickets and uh, renewals and so on um and obviously you, you talked about this last night you know freezing prices is as good as a, a price reduction frank in the current economic situation so obviously that's gone down reasonably well with the supporter base but can you explain the difference to us and particularly the supporters who are thinking about whether to get a season ticket or not the, the difference it makes between 10,000 people having a season ticket to 15 to 20,000 for your budgets and what what it allows us to do i think it it's 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 really important um and it, it, it's not just from a revenue perspective i think um i again i, I Again, I, I spend a lot of time with Ipswich and Suffolk people trying to learn about the football club. So David Cheapshanks, has, in fairness, has been fantastic. Really, really helpful. Really, really good guy. I've known David for, for many, many years and, and I'll regularly have a coffee with him. And one of the things he said to me was, Mark, that Sunderland game, it's been so long since we've seen Portman Road like that. 
And it was perfect, wasn't it? Because Kieran was sat in the stand watching the game and I'm thinking, I'm oh, great. This is, it. This, this is, this is a window into the future, Kieran. This is a window to what we want to achieve every single week. And I, I just think you look at the atmosphere, you know, we've got Cambridge on Saturday. We've already sold circa 23,000 um, tickets. And I'm not being disrespectful to Cambridge anyway, but, you know, that isn't us playing Tottenham or Manchester United or an Aston Villa or a big, big championship club. 23,000. It's incredible. 25,000 for Wickham. 24,000 for Lincoln. Um, and, you know, I... It, I it, it, it really is a window into the future. And I think the players feed off that. We feed off that as staff. Um, and, I, and it genuinely helps performance. And we talked about the atmosphere in the stadium and, you know, people turning up early. Four and a half thousand fans in the fan zone before the game on Saturday. Just this feel-good factor around the place. It brings people into the stadium, into the bowl, in a mindset where we're going to be positive, we're going to get behind the team. We've engaged with the, the likes of Blue Action, etc., which are the, some of the fans groups, and tried to be supportive. We've got to do more there. Um, and I think you see this coming together. And I said this at the Fans Forum last night. When I've been at clubs and you've had real success, it's when the board, the management, the staff, the players, the fans the media, the stakeholders come together. And when you come together, my God, you create some energy. And that's really difficult to, to beat at times. So I think the first question, answer to your question, is that coming together, that volume of fans, that passion is, you can't put into words how important it is. From a financial perspective, it's really important. Um, this ownership group aren't looking to take money out of the football club. More money that comes in goes back into the football club. It goes into the team. It goes into infrastructure. It's really important. Um, and hence why we've we've frozen the prices. But we want to try and drive numbers. Come on. Let's let's not settle at 23,000. I genuinely think you got the county of Suffolk has got what population of seven hundred and fifty thousand people, wider two million into Essex. Why, why can't we have an average attendance of 28,000? I know people will say, well, that's League One. Yeah, but this is Ipswich. We're not your everyday run-of-the-mill League One club. Come on, 20, let's try and let's do something different. And I just think if we come together, I don't think there's any limits for this football club. And big numbers, hopefully, for the rest of the season, the, the Wigan ticket offer as well. So, yeah, exciting. So, Mark, thank you so much for your time. Um, really appreciate the insight, your um, your candor as well for sharing stuff. Phil, thank you as well. Um, thank you. Good luck to you and to your teams for the next few months. Busy no, times. Can good I, luck for that summer holiday. Can I just say thank you to you guys as well? Because, look, you're passionate about the football club. You care about what you do. Um, and, and to your viewers and to your listeners and the people who follow you, please stay with us, get behind us. We've, we've got so much to do and we can't do it on our own. We need to bring everyone together. So, you know, your support as well, guys, is, is, is really appreciated. And I just wanted to say thank you.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.